It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line. She was a three-star recruit out of high school, but she's a four-star transfer portal prospect now. It's Susan Miller-Degnan, our Thank Hurricanes you. beat writer here actually, at the Herald. Thank you. It's actually five stars. But oh, that's five-star portal. Do they put five-star portal recruits? I'm not actually not sure. I'm not sure if I've seen one, <laughs> but since they've started ranking portal recruits like that. Um, it is transfer season. Uh, it's also early enrolling season. Those will be the two main topics we get to this week uh, mm-hmm. on the Eye on You podcast. College football season is officially over. Um, yes, and, it is. Uh, we, we both, I think, we scored nearly as many points as TCU ourselves in the uh, oh my gosh, national title game. That was, a, that was a major disappointment. Major um, disappointment. Yes, it was. Uh, was, you know, I'm sure you're the same way. You get all excited for like a game like that. You're like, oh, you're all wow. set on your couch. You've got your food or whatever. We got our got, food ready. We yeah, got you got your drinks ready, and then drinks. it's over in I don't know an hour basically. Totally like, excited. Right. <laughs> Halftime, it was like, ah, oh, I'm getting kind. I didn't of even tired. watch most of the second half. I turned it on again at I, the end because I like to watch when the teams get the trophy and all that kind of stuff. Oh right, but right. I skipped basically the literally the entire third quarter and most of the fourth quarter. Bummer. It's always the fourth biggest FBS versus FBS blowout of the season, which is like that's crazy. The the in the championship yeah. game. Right. Well, I um yeah. True. Amazing. I I, I ha- after halftime, I was like, I'm sorry, I just I yeah. can't. I can't, I couldn't watch it, but then I kept checking my phone and kept checking my just phone. Just in case. <laughs> well, I didn't think, I just wanted to see how bad it would get. And yeah, it got yeah. really nasty. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was a bummer. The Georgia team obviously is one of the best ever, um, as we've seen. And Stetson Bennett, one of, you know, he gets a lot of, a lot of crap is just the walk-on who's benefiting from all these five stars around him, but. Um, not a lot of people have had a college career like he did. I know he's well, 25 years old, but they said that um, about Ken Dorsey. Yeah, you know? it's actually pretty similar. I mean, Dorsey was a, um, you know, he was a, I think a relatively high profile recruit. Yeah, he, he was, he was and, really good, but he was, uh, you know, I mean, he never really made it in the pros. I, yeah. I you know, um, I think he was drafted in the seventh round, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sixth, seventh round, one of those, but, um, yeah, uh, it's kind of similar. And also, UM got, you know, they got cheated out of that last national <laughs> championship. So they really won two in a row as far as right, I'm yeah. So go. And I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I'm prejudiced. I cover those guys. I saw what happened to them after their UM careers. And that's that. Those are the best. That's the best college team ever. I, yeah, I, I mean, I still think so. I can't see what they did, all did in the pros. I mean, obviously, the Georgia players' stories are still being written, right? If we're like Jordan Davis and Jalen yeah. Carter and uh, Nicobe Dean and yep. uh, Kenny McIntosh are all Hall of Famers, and Stetson Bennett has a real pro career, then like, you know, well, maybe we'll think differently. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm by I'm prejudiced also because that was like the team I grew up on. Those early Miami teams, the at the I mean, beginning of the, you know, I was in like elementary school, middle think school. Think of those guys. Awesome. Yeah, they were all. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, everybody from Dan not Morgan, even being from yeah. Miami, I loved a lot. I mean, that was those that was the cool team. That was the team you rooted for. Like if you were a, it was a great you know, team. Like you know, it's like the like the Bulls. Like the yeah. Michael Jordan Bulls, you just rooted for them. All right. Um, we got a lot of different smaller topics to get to, as we said, college football season over, but obviously uh the offseason transfer portal recruiting never stops. It was interesting to see. I saw a couple of coaches that maybe it was it might have been, I think it was maybe even Kirby Smart and Sonny Dykes talking about like how the calendar is just burning coaches out where it's like it really oh, is like even... a eleven and a half month a year job now for them. Like yeah. um well, it'll be interesting to see if this is the, you know, people have started calling for the end of the early period. It'll be interesting. I think we might be at an inflection point where some of this stuff is going to start getting wound back. But Miami was still busy this week. Uh, got a couple transfers in the portal. Let's start there. Uh, Matt Lee, an offensive lineman from UCF. Yeah. Um, and Branson Dean, a defensive lineman from Purdue. Um both yep. guys were three-star recruits out of high school. Matt Lee, though, uh, had a very good career at UCF. Dean did at two at Purdue, uh, a all Big Ten honorable mention, a guy who I'm sure will help them in the same way that, you know, we talked about like Arnett Moultrie or, sorry, Antonio Moultrie and, um, you know, Jacob Lichtenstein. No, like, defensive, I think a, defensive a, a, a tackle. Rotational right? defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, there's a big opening right there, right next to Leonard Taylor, uh, figuring out who's going to yep. place Daryl Jackson. Um but of course, it's just it's all about the trenches still for Mario and and Matt Lee is a guy who was a uh, you know he's going to be Miami's got a lot of offensive linemen who are gonna who at this point have starting experience but from you know obviously Zion Nelson, Jakai Clark, uh, Jalen Rivers, um, you got the freshman who got playing time last year and as Cooper and Lawrence Seymour got Francis Mangoa and Samson Okunlola coming in and Lee is you know another guy who seems like he could start. A whole bunch yeah, of different that, spots potentially on this offensive yeah. line. I mean, uh, let's see. Matt Lee is um, – he is – how oh, I'm looking to see how big he is. 6'3". Um, he's listed at 6'4", 295. So pretty good size. You know, not, oh, not wow. gargantuan tackle size, but definitely real, you know, solid enough size. Um, a guy who's started a lot, a lot of games at UCF, which is obviously a, a good – but he's, a, he's a, the thing is, he was a center. Right. So that'll be so interesting I, I, because Ja'Kai Clark seems to have that job locked up, but usually centers can play guard also. Yeah. I mean, um, they can play inside. And, and I, we've, we've, we've seen that you just never know with the O-linemen. You yeah. never know with the young ones coming in. You don't know till you see them play. You really don't know. College is just a whole different uh, ball game. It is for the, for the guys up front. Um, so yeah, he needs as many, he needs as many linemen as he can get. And he needs as many centers. These guys get hurt. And we say the same thing all the time. I think Matt Lee uh, graded third overall in the nation per uh, yeah. profile focus. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a, a, a good, really good addition. And yeah. D, I mean, you need the defensive tackles are so key. So, uh, yeah, Mario's doing it where it counts. Yeah. And I mean, it's obviously like, you know, Mario, as we've said, like he doesn't have loyalty to a guy like Ja'Kai Clark. Obviously he does in like a sense that Ja'Kai Clark was pretty good for him, 
but it's not like you recruited him and anointed him as the the starting center. I mean, Mario is, he wants guys who want to compete. And obviously by bringing in a potential, you know, top center, uh, like you said, third in the nation uh, graded out in PFF, which I don't, I think PFF grading in college is probably a little overrated, but still means he's a good player. Um, And yeah, it's going to either he's going to beat out Jakai for that job or he's going to push Jakai to be even better. And that is obviously the old school attitude that Mario uh, wants to bring. And they has to, or they're going to, or they're going to, or they're both going to play. Okay. Inside somebody plays inside, somebody rotates. I mean, they're, yeah, they, they need to, they need to get stable, you know, and figure out who their alignment are. But you definitely need a lot, hell of a lot more than four, as we've learned. Yeah, yeah, well, they had I, a lot of injuries. They had a lot of injuries five, on the interior last year. Right. Um, right, right, right. But it is interesting. I mean, we could be looking at um, from a year ago, uh-huh. potentially like four new starting offensive linemen. And yeah. that's even though they're only, even though the only start, they're losing. DJ Scaife graduated, obviously, and is out of eligibility. Uh, And John Campbell transferred. um, But, I mean, you could have Zion, who obviously didn't start a single game last year, back at left tackle. You could have Lee as your starting center. Javion Cohen seems like a lock to start probably at one of the guard spots. I would think Jalen Rivers is still in line to start somewhere. He's starting Um, somewhere. And then, obviously, you know, Francis and Sampson are going to push for, for time too. I'm sure, especially Francis getting on campus uh, next week, which we'll talk to in a little bit. Right. Um, you know, it's a totally different looking offensive line than the day, than when the day Mario took the job, which is, um, you know, I say it a lot. The, the major promises of Mario Cristobal were one, he's going to recruit. He's definitely fulfilled that. And the other one was that he was going to rebuild the offensive line. And we got to yeah. see it obviously on the field, but on paper, he has, he's literally rebuilt the offensive line. And we'll see how, good of a line he has built though and we will and again uh, when they come in they're not as strong i mean offensively they're just when they're freshmen yeah. they're just not as strong they're softer i don't no matter what program they come from it's not the same so we'll we'll see we'll see how it all how it all ends up and the other thing like jukai again like has been a, a solid center for miami but uh, I mean, Mario clearly values the really big offensive linemen, and Jakai is, you know, he's a smaller guy. Matt Lee at six three six four. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're looking at. Uh, let me pull up the roster. I want to get the. I was thinking that too. Guys. It's, you know, Zion's what six six at left tackle. Um, Jalen Rivers is probably six four at guard. Um, that's pretty good size for a guard. Six five, he's listed at. Um, Zion also listed at six five. Uh, Lee, as I said, listed at six four, um, and then Francis, uh, I think, also like six 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 six. I want to say six five six six, um, six five and a half. So what the difference according Just to twenty four seven? Take every um, one of them down an inch. Okay, yeah, but, but still, it's a little bit different than you know. No disrespect to these guys, but Jakai six three. Yeah, um, obviously Lawrence Lawrence Seymour listed at. Uh, Six two, and I'll, that's very generous. Um, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even look at the guy that Mario thrust out there right away. If the freshman was Inez Cooper, who's six six, so like he's he really values that size clearly on the offensive line. He should. Uh, I mentioned Francis uh, set to early enroll next week. That's the other big piece of news down in Coral Gables this week. Is the 
early enrolling freshmen get on campus um we'll get a full list of you know there's there's a as we as we know it there's always some drama with someone trying to get their paperwork in as we, we we're seeing right now across across the state up in Gainesville um mm-hmm. never goes quite as smooth so we'll get a full list of who is uh enrolled I think early next week the university probably Tuesday least, yeah they no, usually send them out classes start Tuesday Monday's MLK day um yeah probably Tuesday and it, 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 each year it's more guys and more guys if it, you know what if you don't if you don't get there early, you kind of miss out. Yeah, I mean, it puts you behind, definitely. You miss out on the tra- conditioning program, on that fourth quarter program. And uh, yeah, it's it, you. It's very important to get there early, I think. The playbook, the everything, getting to, getting to know the guys, getting to know how your coaches are in college, what it's like, the whole thing. I mean, classes. Yeah. really it's very it's i don't know how kids don't do it i know so i guess some like can't st. yeah st thomas doesn't allow that i don't yeah well i don't think american it, heritage doesn't either so there'll be a couple notable like damari brown and mark fletcher um i don't think will be early enrolling um right. like you said st thomas a lot of the catholic schools uh don't allow like frankie teen allows at LaSalle. uh will not be early enrolling but um, you know, just looking at the top of the class, I mentioned Francis. I know Ruben Bain will be an early enrolling. Um, he's Malik Bryant will be early enrolling. Uh, Jaden Wayne. So a lot of the top ranked kids in this class will be there early, which, um, you know, obviously it's beneficial to, like you said, to anyone to get on campus early, but especially those guys who, you know, every, any recruiting class, I think as true freshmen, you're hoping you're going to get like four or five contributors right and more often than not they're going to be the kids ranked toward the top of the class um and so that's i think that's good for miami especially that it's a lot of those top ranked guys like ruben bain miami would love if he can crack the rotation on the d-line he'll be there on tuesday when classes start and get a leg up on getting in shape getting used to that speed francis mango another one i'm sure he'll be in the mix to start at right tackle and um, it's going to be a lot easier for him to potentially win that starting job uh, as a guy who gets on campus um, next week. I mean, it happened right with Nevon Donaldson. Remember uh, when he came in, it was like he won that job in spring and never yeah. let it go. Um, yeah, but even, even uh, again, it, like even if you don't win it, right, okay, it, you're, you could be in there within the next game or whatever. Right? Right. It just, just depends. Yeah, I mean, you look at most of the guys for Miami from this latest recruiting class. Um, and as Cooper actually was not an early enrollee, but um, Wesley DeSaint was obviously kind of the bright spot of the freshman class. Um, Jaleel Skinner was, I, I think. Yeah, Jaleel Skinner was. Um, so a lot of guys who got there early, I think really. But Jakari Brown. Um, yeah. A lot of guys who got there early really benefited, as you saw from uh, that extra time on campus. And, and 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 as we've seen, David, when we, I think you went to this game. I think the when UM opened against Alabama. Yeah, you were at that game, right? Yep, that, up in Atlanta. I, yeah, yeah, and and they, I think they, there were some offensive line problems there, and they right away pulled guys out, and I think Justice at one point got pulled out or he got pulled. He went, they changed things around yeah. right in the middle of the game. I think game. Justice went in in that game, actually. Yeah, they yeah. went in and I can't remember who it was. I, I want to say Scaife actually got benched in that game. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you, you see, they do things right away when they say because right. it's real life. They say, you know. So anyway. Yeah. Um. Any anything like as far as guys going in early? Um. Like we said, we won't know the full list until next no, week. I know the quarterback yeah, is of who is. Yeah. So like, who who's who are you excited about? Um, you know, obviously we talked a lot about Francis, but anyone else that you think yeah. is, is really good to have getting on campus this week? That could help? I mean, I think guys, like you said, like Ruben Bain, I don't, I don't like a lot of those guys are great athletes or they're just yeah. their sheer might and force and whatever they're good. But they, I, I think those, I think like the big guys or the guys that need some of the, have a little extra yeah. weight or Reshaping something. their body, even if they're Reshaping. not in bad shape, it's getting in better shape. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, and also getting used to whatever the program is and stuff. I think so. That's really important to me. I think uh, whatever uh, running backs could get in would be important. Um, any running backs they get in. Uh, and I think that and the quarterback always important. Always good to have a quarterback. So Emery is Emery Williams will be coming and he's all excited. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, with the big guys, I always guys, think about guys. how about Ray Ray? Yeah, Ray Ray, <laughs> and I, I think Ray Ray because they need receivers, and you know, having a guy like him get on campus early, Nathaniel oh, Joseph will, will help. Yeah, um, speaking of the big guys, I always think of uh, Greg Rousseau's freshman year. I like, you know, I saw him in high school and then I bumped into him on campus, like in at a, like at a basketball game or something, like <laughs> a couple months later, and he like. He was because he was a skinny wide receiver in high school and just, yeah, the physical transformation. Obviously, he got hurt um, very early in that freshman, his freshman year. So we didn't get to see um, what the transformation meant for him. But it sure seemed like he was going to be a, a factor for that team as a, as a freshman. And then obviously the next year he's, uh, you know, kind of a borderline All-American candidate. So, yeah, the uh, that's obviously a unique uh, story. Um it's why he became a first round pick basically like that, that rapid development. Um, not everyone's going to be like that, but it's just a reminder of, of how much guys can be helped by getting those extra. Um, five think, months on campus. Basically. You know what? I, I don't even think anymore. It's a matter of, it helps to go early. I think it, it hurts. hurts to not go yeah, early. Go yeah. later. I mean, now it's the norm. It hurts to go later. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Elsewhere in the state, we wanted to touch on this because there is a Miami connection. Speaking of early enrolling, uh, Jaden Rashada, uh, Florida quarterback, former Miami, former Florida quarterback commit former Miami commit um it's uh created a, a little bit of a stir up in Gainesville um I guess by the time this posts we'll have an idea of whether he well, is that, actually going to wind up at Florida um yeah it was just think, was just reported I mean oh, I miss Thursday it today and it was just pretty much reported that that well yeah it was yeah, he was at the Under Armour All American Bowl, right? And he was right. talking about you know Florida and whatever the Gators and the Gator fans were giving the UM fans uh, grief, you know, uh, making yeah. fun of whatever that uh, in the in the long run because he was UM's prize quarterback. Yeah, he was honestly he was. And, I, I think I t- said it last week. It, like he was kind of the recruit weirdly that kicked off the Mario recruiting run in the summer. He committed at the end of June and then. Like Francis committed a few days later, uh, Riley Williams committed. They got this whole run started, and, and then of course he winds up not even signing uh, so with yeah. Miami. But now he now he's requested, according to reports. I know on three dot com has it. They all have it. All the re- recruiting sites. He's requested uh, for his national letter of, of intent. He wants to, to to be released. He signed. He already signed with the University of Florida and asked to be released. Um, so uh that's pretty amazing so you know and of course what are all the rumors nil right yeah. nil uh that maybe somewhere else maybe florida didn't again i i have no clue but rumors are that florida did not offer him enough money or whatever and um i could tell you one thing that i'll be absolutely there's no way mario takes him back yeah there's um, no, we should I say the, the ad drop the ad drop date at Florida is Friday, so it has to be resolved by tomorrow if he's going to get uh into UF for the now he might he might go to UF all of a sudden, maybe all yeah, of a sudden. Might happen. Um but yeah. either way, this is um I mean in a lot of ways, it was Jaden Rashada and Nico Imaleva over the summer who were kind of like the two like is NIL out of control cases when there was reports. I think that Imaleva was getting eight million. Um, yep. from yep. Tennessee and Rashada. I don't remember what all the numbers True. thrown around were, but um, sure and and the uh, I mean, this is like this is now the landmark NIL case, the Jaden Rashada situation, where um, first of all, like it, it's like there are quote unquote rules, like the anti play for pl- pay for play stuff, where you're not supposed to just be able to offer NIL money in order for someone to come to your school. Um, and obviously this situation is like 
if if the reporting is accurate that this is all nil related and they offered him some sort of money and now he's not getting that full money um and that's why he's not coming that like laughs in the face of these ncaa rules that don't again don't they're like unenforceable they're not they don't exist and um you know a case like this i think was going always going to happen this year um and it has to be um as i mentioned you know i said earlier like and i think we're at a little bit of a turning point with the ncaa in terms of like They've got to bring back this nonstop recruiting, nonstop transfer portal chaos. Uh, they obviously did a little bit with well, the portal with the forty-five day window, but um, their number one priority is they got to, they got to figure out again. Not like yeah, I'm guys being able to be paid is like all like that. I think that's good, and I think everyone kind of at this point agrees it's good. But they need to like rein in and figure like they need to have rules they basically don't have rules right now and and the rules they have are entirely unenforceable and and they're also um, it does they're also different there's no unified rules right exactly yeah so like they, oh, that needs yeah. i mean the ncaa as i said a bunch of times on the show basically abdicated all responsibility for this kind of betting that it was never going to happen and then it happened and they're caught with their pants down and now um it's a mess and this situation is obviously um kind of the ultimate mess here um, where again, like everyone is doing it right. Everyone is doing pay for play basically un- under different names. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that this is playing out so publicly like this, like it makes the NCAA looks like an absolute joke where like they have these rules, everyone in the world knows. And they're basically openly saying like the reason he's not coming is because of things that are illegal and there's ac- nothing they can do about it. <laughs> And we don't really, we don't really, yeah, it, that it's definitely NIL related. That's what everybody's saying. And he, I yeah. think his, uh, his agent or attorney or somebody uh, told on three, uh, the recruiting site, uh, when Rashada committed to Miami, he said that he went there because he loves Miami. It had, and that he did not pick the highest offer. Somebody uh-huh. said he did not pick the highest offer. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. Okay, and then we'll be done with this topic. But here's the yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I agree. Kids should get what they can get. But I, I just, I, there's no loyalty. I mean, <laughs> if I were a coach, I would be disgusted. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's impossible. They're trying to recruit guys. If it's all about the money, uh, and I don't know. Again, we don't know how much money. We don't know if it's the money. We don't know what the heck happened, or if it's if Florida comes up with more money. But just well, it's the basically whole idea the other thing is, is it's basically you know, all unregulated, right? It's not like in the NFL yeah. where you have you have a contract, you have a players association that is negotiating the terms of the contract. There's like a standard agreement that right. comes with signing with a school. Like you know, you're going to get this money. You know, X percent is guaranteed. Every one of these contracts is different. Um, the Orlando Sentinel reported that Rashada was being, uh, had an agreement for about $13 million. And like, of course it's $13 million, but how much of that was guaranteed? How much of that is contingent on him starting Stick. X numbers games as a freshman? Uh, yeah. How much? Is, and that's all like not how the rule is supposed to work at all. Um, but no one cares because everyone's doing it but at the same time then it creates a situation like this where 
Um, again, I mean, they're just kind of flaunting it. Coaches. Yeah. I, it's hard that's for- the other thing is the coaches aren't the ones, you know, they're all obviously aware of this. They're aware of their collectives or their boosters who are doing this, but it's not like there's a general manager, right? Like in every other sport in the world, other than college sports, basically, um, they're in every other paid sport across the world, I should say, and even some unpaid sports, there's general managers where they're saying, all right, this guy gets this much money. And you, when you give that much money, you know that it's going to create this sort of feeling in the at locker room, resentment, whatever, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, and, um, you know, it's the Wild West thing is a cliche, but it's the the Wild West. The, what, make, what made the Wild West wild was that there was basically no laws and like inconsistent enforcement of those laws by like little sheriffs and little towns with guns and horses um and what makes this the wild west is that there's no rules there's no rules and the kids don't care to me also i'm old school but i they don't care you know they're like 17 and 18 and they don't I, I, oh my God, at least they used to get excited about, oh my God, I'm going to college. I'm, I'm going to rep the Gators or the Hurricanes. I'm so psyched. I love the uniforms. I live so exciting. I'm going to start my college life and rah, rah, rah. Forget it. Forget it. I mean, it's not, a, at least in the pros, they have families or whatever. They need the money, uh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, I think this will be a case that the NCAA, when they go into uh, their meetings this summer, is like, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? And, and I, obviously, and, stuff like this is always going to happen because it yeah. happened before NIL, too. Um, but the fact that, like, this is so, you know, the one rule in there is there's not supposed to be pay for play. And the whole reason this is falling apart is because Peter <laughs> Rashad had a pay for play deal with Florida that uh, everyone kind of knows it's a pay for play deal. And um, it fell through and, you know, upping an agreement or, to get a guy to sign with you is the literal definition of paper. Or maybe play, it did so. fall through. Yeah. That, is that the, that's a rumor. But what I'm saying is maybe like something else came up better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's know. all, that would all be pay for play though. It would all be like, okay, yeah. this guy's offering X money. So I'm going to go there. Um, it's right. literally the one rule the NCAA has set up, but there's no way for them to enforce it. Um, and again, you can say maybe, sure, that's and fine. I if it's a big but you can't have the one rule and just not enforce it, basically. And they have no way yeah. to enforce it right now. And the NCAA, I feel I, they don't have enough people. They don't have, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, maybe they should just let it go. Say, hey, every recruitment can be a bidding war and just let it be open. <laughs> no. It may be easier. We wouldn't have to pretend like Jaden Rashada picked Miami because he loved Miami and then picked Florida because he wanted to play in the SEC. We could just be open. Yeah, they offered me more money than everyone else. I think it'd be easier for everyone. Um, all right, let's close out. A couple other quick topics before we get going here. Um, number one, Miami's got Bethune-Cookman on the schedule again, which normally yes. is not news, but um, now it's news because Ed Reed is going to be coaching Bethune-Cookman next year um, and will yes one of his first games as uh, Bethune-Cookman's coach uh, in Miami Gardens. Yes, Uh yeah, and it's news. It was because it's there. It's because I'm looking it for completes the, the schedule, right? It completes the schedule. Yeah, and UM was only um just gotta okay. UM you know, uh UM was one of the only teams in the country that hadn't completed their schedule. One only F one of the only FBS mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it'll be yeah. obviously. I guess it'll be Ed Reed's probably third game as Bethune Cookman's coach. Uh, it's in week three, so yes, yeah. It's it's it, what's interesting is I'm looking for the story I wrote. Uh, it's the 14th. It's September 14th. Yeah, which is a Thursday. And, yeah, and UM um and UM starts September 2nd against uh, Miami. The Miami Miami against, game against my. Miami of Ohio. That's right. That's UM's first game. And then uh UM's winner is the real Miami. Yeah. Oh boy. And then the ninth is um Texas AM comes Texas to Hard Rock. at home at Hard Rock. And the thing is, um that 14th, the Thursday night, is only um five days later. Yeah. So after Texas AM, I mean they will be home. Uh yeah. And then, um, you know, and yeah, then they'll it'll, it'll be cool last... to read back, obviously, like I'm sure I'll get a nice ovation and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Miami tends to play Bethune Cookman a lot. So, I mean, assuming Ed Reed sticks around there for a while, might not be the last time we see him at Hard Rock Stadium. Right. And right. I, it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of fun uh, mm-hmm. that, to, to, to get that Ed Reed game in. Um, and also after the, Miami's last uh, non-conference game is September 23rd. Um, and it's uh, at Temple in Philly. We're going back. Yeah, to it's supposed to be the Miami Manny Diaz. Uh... The Big East. We're going back to the Big East days. So yeah, yeah Manny. Oh, that's right. Manny Diaz. Yeah. Who was... I thought it was maybe going to be Manny Diaz going up against his former team. Um... Coach there for breakfast or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And, 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 you know, the five days is not great, but hopefully nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Um, but at least they have, at least between the 14th and 23rd, they have an extra, right. They have an extra two days because they're yep. traveling. Um, and then we'll see, we'll see. We know the other teams are playing, including Boston college, yeah. but we will find, we will find out dates. Um, and probably not many times, maybe one or two. If it is, sometimes ESPN announces like one or two games. Well, yeah, you get a Friday game or something, and then you know. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but um, we'll find that out, David, on January 30th. So not too far away. they're going to announce that. Yeah. So that's um, we'll lose. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Last thing I wanted to get to um, two new Miami College Football Hall of Famers, uh, Brian McKinney and Mark Richt. Um, you know, not a lot to say there other than good for those guys. Those are um, obviously Brian McKinney <laughs> is uh, one of the best linemen to ever come through Miami. Um, yep. Still pretty big, like, figure around the program, right? He comes back for Paradise Camp all the time. And um, mm-hmm. a, uh, a, Lacka, a Lackawanna Community College a grad like uh, Colby Young. Um, yeah. So um, cool to see him get in. And then obviously Mark Richt, who only coached, Played for Miami, obviously. Most of his success came as a coach at Georgia, but obviously ended his career uh, with a couple years. of teams at Miami. And, I mean, I think it's everyone has said this, but one of the all-time good guys in college football. Yeah, and a great – I mean – And, a, and obviously a very good coach. coach, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he deserving. Well, well-deserved. He's still working, I think, at the ACC Network. He yep. is. It was at least as, as of last year he was. Yeah, and – um. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for both of them. At UM keeps getting uh, college football Hall of Famers, and you know, a pe- uh, eventually they'll dry up. But uh, 
Well, I will say it also felt like because of Mike Leach dying and him being ineligible for the Hall of Fame because of the same rule that has kept Howard Schnellenberger out forever, what the 60% win total. Right. Um, I think there's momentum because now Mike Leach is also there and obviously him dying, everyone's like, oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He revolutionized the sport. Yeah. Um, It feels like there's some momentum to maybe get rid of that rule, which obviously... I think people would kind of think of it as the Mike Leach rule because it's, you know, he's the the more recent one. Like if that rule gets changed, it's going to be largely to get him in. But if they change that rule, Howard Schnellenberger will also certainly get in. For sure. And and again, deserving. Yes. Um, all right. I think we can close things out there unless you got anything else um, before we get going. I think we're all good, good though. Um, yeah, we're all good. You had a good college football season. Um uh, it'll be a little bit better for Miami next year, but <laughs> a fun college football season as a whole. Um, portal closes up, what, next week? So things could quiet down a little bit on the news front, but then obviously National Signing Day is uh, less than three weeks away as we're talking right now, February 1st, which will be a much quieter day for Miami than the December date was. But um, obviously... Um, There'll, there'll still be a handful of whether it's transfers or uh, right. high school recruits coming in uh, as late additions. Um, so, and then we we'll have, yeah. And then we'll have, uh, well, spring, we'll have, spring, we'll spring isn't break. too far away. Yeah. Spring's we'll not too, too far away. A month and something till yeah. spring. Yeah. All right. Um, so you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Uh, maybe we'll take a little bit of a break here on this show. Uh, unless obviously we'll see if that's, another transfer pops that's up. That's what we say every week. But uh, but I think the fact <laughs> the portal is closing um, maybe means it could be quiet. Although there's some visitors going, some transfers visiting this weekend. So we'll see if there's any big news that pops off. Um, and then maybe we'll do some basketball with Michelle Kaufman a little bit. Yeah, basketball. Little bit that team is awesome. And by far the most fun team in South Florida right now. Um so yeah, well, we'll come back at some point before the end of the month, definitely before signing day. So um, yeah, thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week or later on sometime. Talk to you later this month. <laughs>